Welcome to the Doster Roster Podcast. I am your host, Paul Doster, and I am joined by my co-host, Sam Doster. Sam, say hello. What's going on, everybody? And with this being our very first podcast, I just want to introduce what we're all about. We're basically just uh, you know two guys providing input and insight on just things going on in sports, either events, big games, and just uh, stuff that we happen to find interesting. So, with that being said, with that being said, Sam, what would you say is your um, how big are you into sports these days now that you're at the age that you're at? Would you say, on a, like on a scale of 1 to 10, 0 being you hate sports, 1 being you're the guy who kind of pops in and out during Super Bowls, <sighs> only watches the commercials, 10 being you're the guy on the you know on the 50-yard line, you know like they're dick sizes, like you're that kind of guy. Yeah, probably a 3. A 3? Yeah. Like the Super Bowl's on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, so you pop, you pop in and out, you don't really yeah, like Yeah, they're just, the thing with sports now is that I feel like everybody's a bunch of whiny pussies, and it drives me fucking nuts. So I, I, I watch a little bit, and then something happens, I I can't deal with it anymore. So you got a problem with like all the penalties and stuff now in sports, or just like, yeah, or just like the culture of people like crying? The culture, and, the culture is ninety percent. Yeah, well, because penalties play a big factor, like with all like you know the roughing the passer penalties and stuff like yeah. that. You think that's a big deal? Yeah. And so yeah, put dresses on. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. And yet I disagree. But um, yeah, I would say if, if I had to rate myself, I'm I. You could probably attest to this. I was probably maybe a ten at one point in time. Yeah. I was way I you know I was, I was a fanatic about sports. Just I, I knew everything and everything. I still know quite a bit, but I think I've kind of tapered off a little bit. I'd say more of like a nine. Why is that? I think just as as I've gotten older, just had more things just prioritizing my life and stuff like that and I, I don't know just kind of just drew back from it and it was just it's just a lot of effort to be like a full-time sports fan and you yeah. know just to get like you know being like season tickets and just like constantly being in the know and just uh just other things just kind of grab you know got my interest and stuff like that yeah and but still very you know very much into sports still very much love sports and that's you know kind of why we're starting this podcast so uh without that without any further ado We'll get into uh, the biggest game of the sports calendar, at least in, I'd say, all of North America, at least, is the Super Bowl. Sam, who's playing the Super Bowl? Yeah, the fucking Rams and the Patriots. You probably should have left the fucking for the Patriots on that one, but eh. but um, with that being said, there was uh, quite a bit of controversy, I think, going into that game. Uh, both games, actually, between the... Rams and the Saints and then the Patriots and the Chiefs. And if you are I feel bad for you if you're a Chiefs fan because it kinda of was one of those games where once again the Patriots kinda of got it seemed like it got they got all the calls and they were kind of a team that, that just kinda of, it got, got lucky, quote unquote. And there was the incident where Julian Edelman he looked like he on the replay he muffed the they muffed the punt, it hit his thumb. They looked at the replay and he they said they no, he didn't touch it. So the Patriots got the ball, which you know could have been huge for them. And then there was a Tom Brady roughing the passer penalty, which was a joke. Did you see that? By no, the way, I did not. That was really bad. Like I understand that they try to like protect the quarterback now and all that kind of stuff. I saw the punt, the the muffing of the punt. I didn't think he fucking touched it. Yeah, it was. You could have gone either way, I think, but the roughing the passer one. I didn't see that. That one was pathetic, and. I don't have a dog in this fight in the game, but if you look at it, 
um, the defender kind of was just kind of bull rushing, and he kind of came and as Tom Brady was throwing the ball, he came over the top, and I kid you not, he literally takes his right hand over the top and like. I don't even know how to explain it other than shoves Tom Brady in the chest and they call the foul. They call the personal uh rubbing the passer. Huh. That's the well, How that, far did, how long did he throw the ball? How long was it after that? I'd say bang bang. It was really it was bang and it, even if he like laid into him full force after that, I don't even know if you call penalty then. It seemed kind of like a cheap shot. And then as the game went on, there was other penalties. There was other just things that went on. Like Chris Hogan caught a pass on like a pretty big third down. He got like three yards past the first down, but it looked like the ball hit the ground. And even the replay looked like the ball hit the ground. But the of course the, the refs came back and said no, no, he no he caught it. And they of course they weren't happy about that. I think I saw that play too. And then there was another time where it looked the Patriots were trying to like tie the game up, but the late in the fourth quarter. But he he threw a pass to like Gronkowski. I don't know if you remember this. And it like tipped off of his hands, and the defender caught it, and for, and it looked like that was it. They just had to take kneel, take a kneel down, and wind the clock down. But they, but the refs called a flag for offsides. And to be fair, he was offsides, but it, it, it looked like they threw the flag after the interception. I have a kind of thing, you know. So they kind of yeah. got shafted, you know. And then uh, another thing is that the Patriots won the coin toss in overtime, which was a big deal. Um. And well, so because then they went down and they scored, and that was it. You know, the oh, you made it sound like it was controversial. Well, it's controversial in the sense that, which is what I'm going to get into right now. How do you feel about that as far as like the NFL overtime rules? It's bullshit. I think that you you got to give each team a chance to score the fucking football. I think I, I would agree. I think that's fair because as far as overtime rules are concerned, I I do think it's unfair because most team's offenses are so good that if they get a chance when it's like really do or die, they'll find a way to score. You know, yeah. especially a touchdown. They might get they might just get a field goal, which at least now the rules have said that if you score a field goal, you gotta give the other team a shot to at least score a field goal to tie it and then kick it back again to you. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a little crazy. But at the same time, I kind of have a, maybe it's an old school mentality of you shouldn't need overtime if if you're depending on quote unquote you know quote unquote extra time over time to decide the game, then you didn't do enough to wrap it up in in uh, regulation. So now you need this extra period, which isn't like which the rules don't really apply as they did in the regu- in the regulation. So the fact that they scored and the game's over, I don't really feel sorry for it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. But I mean, sometimes it's just two teams just equally good duking it out, and there's just no clear victor, and you gotta fucking and keep you, going. And you gotta keep going, yeah. Well, what about like, for instance, like the Super Bowl, the the the, the two, was it two years ago now? The Falcons and the Patriots won. Remember that? Where they where the where the where Atlanta was up by twenty five points. Oh yeah. With, with yeah. about like three or four minutes left to go in the third quarter, and they blew it somehow. Yeah. Like, do you think that they deserved overtime and they should get the ball back in that scenario? Because the way I look at that one is, I don't really, I don't really feel sorry for you that you lost in overtime due to that rule because you had the twenty-five point lead, 
And, I mean, you can call it, like, Tom Brady's greatness and Bill Belichick, they just, you know, mastermind their way to victory or whatever. But my opinion is, is that there's a combination of they just kind of, like, willed themselves to victory. They kind, of, they kind of got a little lucky. But at the same time, you blew it. Like, you had, like, think about how much, how many scores 25 points is. Yeah. You know, just to get within, you know, a quarter and actually just a couple more minutes. And you found a way to you know give that up. So the fact that they got the coin toss, they scored, and then they won the Super Bowl in that game. In that instance, I really don't feel sorry for the Falcons because they had that game won, and they somehow found a way to lose it. Yeah, I mean, I I get what you're saying, but they put up 25 on them. And it, you don't just take away the 25 point lead they had. Yeah, they still have to have a chance to win the ball game, even if they suck cock. Yeah, huge wang. But yeah, either way, I mean, I think we can we can all agree that they need to adopt like some version of the college football rules where each team gets a possession and yeah, you, you duke I, it out. I think that's the more most, exciting, and it's yeah, it makes I, more I, sense. I think that's a good point. I think it's definitely more exciting because the fans. Would, I mean, who wouldn't love to see like a you know a duel between, especially between like Mahomes and and Tom Brady? That would be really really exciting. You know, it comes down to it. Like that, because you remember this year's college football was it that, that LSU game was it like seven overtimes or something like that? Yeah, te- Texas A&M. Right? Yeah, it went to seven overtimes. Yeah, seven fucking overtimes. Can you imagine seven overtimes? At the end, it was seventy-two, seventy-four, some twelve thirty before the game. Yeah, and that's a southeastern conference game for God's yeah. sake. So anyway, that game. It was mind blowing, and then this, and then the NFC game was pretty much the same deal. They that was the first time in playoff history that both the NFC and the AFC conference championship games both went to overtime, and it was this game was no exception. The NFC championship game had its controversies as well because you have guys like uh, the obviously the big one where. Robbie Coleman had the pass interference against uh, Tommy Lee Lewis, where he basically UFC'd his ass, leveled him out before he even had a chance at the ball. If you don't even play football, not play football, you don't have to watch football very much or that often to know that that's not allowed. And somehow the refs blew it. I don't know what happened or what they were thinking, but that was obviously a huge call in this game. And then there was another incident where. Was Did a you bit- see that fucking thing on uh, it was like Instagram, where they the guys were playing Xbox, and, <laughs> and they were playing the Rams versus the who the fuck was it the Saints? Yeah, and they got and they had the guy run the same route, and they just try what's it called hit stick the fucker. Yeah, <laughs> before the ball was even thrown, and they called pass interference on the yeah on the video I did game. see that yeah. So even Madden got the call right. But yet somehow they didn't get the call right. I don't. I don't get it either. But and then there was another instance, like I was saying, that uh, John John Johnson, go figure with that name. He passed interference on Michael Thomas of the Saints, which wasn't a huge deal, but it was pretty blatant pass interference. And but then on that play, he ended up intercepting the ball from Drew Brees, which eventually led to the Rams scoring the game-winning field goal. So that played a big part. And then, um, so it was just kind of a shitstorm 
for both for both games in terms of officiating and stuff like that. But I think that's part of the human element of the game, which you know, like it or hate it, it's just kind of what makes football unique and exciting. It, it definitely you know, there's obviously one side that's happy, one side that's not. But uh, it's very it, we've gotten to like a new level, especially I think in sports of just like the demand for perfection, and I think it's kind of sad. So, which brings me to this story. Have you heard about this story? About the uh, there's, I want to say he's a lawyer. Maybe he's a politician from New Orleans, who's demanding that the two teams re. It's either they replay the game or they replay the game from the point oh, at which he got hit. Fuck's sake! Because he thinks it's like un, uh, un. I don't want to say unlawful. But he's they're they're basically doing a disservice to the fans because they're not producing a quality sport because see of it. this is what I'm fucking talking about the, the pussy culture of sports they the ref missed a fucking call so what your team didn't play defense I mean that's why I can't stand the shit I get it it's but I I get it it's bullshit you know you got, you felt like you got fucked in the ass and you you're not going to the Super Bowl <laughs> now but you know ultimately you. Your your boys didn't play defense, and now you're gonna now be, you're in the position that you're in. Now, when it comes time for the Super Bowl, you're just gonna be jacking off. Yeah, with the rest of us. But, um, yeah, and so I think that that's just, and, and I think that also tells it just it just sends a bad message to like the young fans that if you don't get your way, yeah. you just keep going up the ladder until you until you get your way, which I don't think is good. At all? No, I don't think so either. Um, it's I don't know. It, it's sad. I don't. I wish. I wish he hadn't. Whoever he is, I wish he hadn't done what he, whatever he did. Just because you know, it, it's it, it's it's one thing to he must be, be like be a sore loser. It, it's another thing to try. You know, I mean, what, what would let let's play out the scenario just. Let, let, let's say it actually happens, right? Let's say he some some fucking how he convinces the two teams. Yeah, let's get back together, bring them both, both you know, fly up, like how like I, like my my mind's gonna ex- fucking explode just thinking about like what need what would need to happen in order for that to work. You'd have to get the Saints obviously in there as a hometown team. You'd have to fly the Los Angeles Rams back in. You'd have to have all the security, the parking, the vendors, the everything else in there. And then they'd have the refs and everything and get the perfect, you know, situation, blah, blah. And then they'd have to replay it from exactly where they started. And then what happens if another play like that happens? You want them to replay that too? It's just... I yeah, just... I, 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 probably the stupidest thing I've heard... All, all year. Yeah, it's and it's it's January twenty whatever. It's not a good start. And so it's it, and if the Saints, like, let's say the Saints were to win that game, we probably would have never heard of this. But because, yeah, then, then what are you gonna do? Best two out of three? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just think that that's you know really ridiculous. And and there's a lot of people saying that there's a controversy. Uh, you know that that the games were rigged on purpose because. It's the two biggest markets, you know, basically Boston and L.A., both sides of, you know, east and west of the country playing for it all. You know, the biggest sports, that's the biggest markets, the most money. And it, and do you know who played for the World Series? 
this year in baseball? The the Los Angeles Dodgers, Boston Red Sox. Right. So is it a coincidence that both of those teams who play in the World Series, who had, had who had pretty good ratings as far as my memory memory goes for that game, now the two biggest teams or the two biggest markets are also playing in the Super Bowl. Coincidence? Maybe it is. Maybe it's rigged. Call it what you want. You know, tell us what you think. But. Um, Definitely odd that that's how it worked out. I'm not sure how many times that's worked out in history, but um, yeah, definitely a weird set of circumstances. So now that the the big game is here, what would you say is your prediction for the game? What do you what do you what do you, what do you see happening? What do you see as your final score? What do you see? What's the going on? Okay, first of all, let's talk about what the odds are for the game right now. It's pretty early, but as of this recording. But the odds right now actually have the Patriots, which not surprising, as a three-point underdog in this game. Give me a fucking break. Why do you say that? Because they have the best quarterback they ever fucking touch a football on their team. I'm not saying he's, but uh, who's who's the quarterback for the Rams? Isn't he a young 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 buck? Yeah, he's Jared Jared Goff. I don't know, man. That that's a whoever's doing those. Those odds is a fucking moron. <laughs> I mean, re- listen to this. Brady has more playoff wins by him, f- by his fucking self, than the uh, than twenty eight NFL franchises do in their entire history. Uh, I know. So I, I mean, th- 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 that blows your balls off. I mean, <laughs> some what is he a two year quarterback? Who Goff? Yeah. yeah, two years. So yeah, give, give me a break. Uh, there's no way. Yeah, and he, you want to see another? I'm not saying it won't be like like it's going to be a blowout or something, but yeah, I, he always finds a way to win. He, yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah, and I I I think that the Patriots are right where everyone wants them to be because in the AFC Championship game they were the underdogs in that scenario too. I think they were like three and a half points to Kansas City, so I think that they're right where everyone wants them, right where they want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, they. They seem like they're no good. They're the underdogs. They're not favored. No one thinks they have a shot kind of thing. And that's when they kind of swoop in for the kill. So get this. Tom Brady has more Super Bowl appearance, appearances, eight will be nine, than the entire Rams 53-man roster combined. That's freaking nuts. It's only Anderson, Cooks, Shields, and Tlaib that are combined for five. So that is extremely impressive, and just and you want to talk about like eight, you know, age versus youth in this matchup. You'll have Tom Brady, who's forty-one, versus Jared Goff, who's twenty-four. That is an you know an yeah. enormous difference in uh, experience. So who knows? It might be the youth that gets ahead of the experienced guy, or maybe it's the experienced guy who gets. You know who's not afraid of the uh, big spotlight and can you know overcome that. But um, with that being said, Tom Brady, like I said, he's forty-one years old, right? Uh-huh. He is actually nine years older than the Rams' fucking coach. <laughs> Their coach is only thirty-two years old, Sean McVay. So I think that will also play a factor too. Is that Sean McVay is a very young coach? Not that he can't win. I'm, I just think that 
with him being a young coach and him like maybe wanting like to prove himself, which I mean I, I don't know if he really has to because he's I mean you're 32 years old and you're in the Super Bowl that's obviously super impressive, yeah. but I think that he'll want to take like a bunch of big, you know, big shots like maybe trick plays or like really going for deep balls which might you know lead to turnovers or fake fake punts or like going for it on fourth down deep in their own territory which might bite him in the ass in the end. But we'll see. There's a lot to be seen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I just, I just think that if you've, if you, if you've watched Bill Belichick and Tom Brady play over the years, they're always just, if they're not the most prepared team, they're very close. They know, you know, ins and outs of their opponent. Now they have plenty of time to prepare for this team, which uh, is, you know, is obviously loaded with talent and they're really good. But uh, I think they're a very beatable team. And I think in the end, it's it's going to be a good game. Obviously, it's the Super Bowl. It's going to be a really very entertaining game. I think it'll come down to just you know one or two possessions, and that'll ultimately be you know the victor there. But if I had to put a final score, you know, final outcome on the game, I would say that the Patriots would win in a really close game. I'd say something in the ballpark of uh, it's going to be high scoring, just because. Every game this year has been high scoring. I don't think that you're going to win this game in like you know in the teens or even the low twenties. I think they win 35-31. That would be my prediction. I don't think you win this game defensively just because neither team has really won on defense this year. So I think that's that. If I had to put a final score, it'd be thirty-five, thirty-one. What say you? Yeah, I think. Again, yeah, I think I agree. It's going to be high scoring. I think it'll be. I don't think it's going to come down to like a last second play. Like I think it's going to be hmm, probably like thirty, thirty-five, like twenty-eight, thirty-one, twenty-four. It's going to be like seven point spread or something like that. Seven points. Yeah, it's going to be. It's not going to come down to like a last second field goal. It's going to be like they got to score. They fucking lose. They either got to put it in the end. Words of wisdom. Get a score, you're going to fucking lose. But. All right, I like that. Do you know who was performing halftime this year? Fuck. Sorry about the interruption. Who, has to go? who the fuck? All right. Uh, do you know who's performing halftime this year at the Super Bowl? It's uh, Maroon 5. And some, bing, some, bing, bong. Some black guy. Is it some black guy? I, I, I thought think it was, he's with he's like performing with them or something. Oh really? I didn't know. That. I thought it was just Maroon Five for me halftime show, but they're all gonna come out in little leotards, maga hats, and talk, maga <laughs> talk about how evil the president is or something. More than likely, but we're not gonna get into that because that's not this kind of podcast. Anyway, we, uh, we hear enough of that shit. Yeah, I hear enough of it every goddamn day. Um, do you? So I, I, that's another big thing about the Super Bowl is that is the halftime show. Is that it's you know huge and entertaining. Remember that one year Katy Perry was like on a like a dragon or something like that or a tiger maybe it was. Yeah, and she like rode that thing out and they had all kinds of like crazy special effects and stuff like that. It was last year. Gaga, Lady Gaga. Last was she came jumping out of the ceiling. Um, I don't think that was last year's, but I think it was. Um, who was it last year's? Um, Beyonce. No, 
Vajance. Uh, Cause yeah, 2016 was Coldplay, Beyonce and uh, Bruno Mars. I think it was um, Justin Timberlake or something like that. Uh-huh. Somebody, somebody very disappointing. Uh, maybe, maybe it was Lady. I think Lady Gaga was 2017 and uh, Timberlake was 18. I think. Yeah. But then uh, you, you have like some really big names. Like 2012 was like Madonna. 2010 was The Who. 2009 was Bruce Springsteen, and um, you know Janet Jackson was 2004. That was that was the nip slip year. Do you remember that year? Yeah, I, I don't, I'd like to speak to the to the manager, the stage director, who said, "You know what? That's a good idea, guys." Yeah, I'd, they made it seem like an accident, but bull fucking shit on that one. Yeah, it's not an accident. How how, did, how does that even happen? Titty. How does that even happen to, like, how, how is that even a possibility for a tit to fall out with that wardrobe on? Why like, is he the even national... grabbing it? Yeah, why is he? It, anyway. it, 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 so many questions. Anyway, so let, let's let's rewind. Let's go on a time machine. And let's go back to the year is 1967. That's the very first Super Bowl. You want to know who the, do you have a guess as to who halftime entertainment was for that game? "Quote unquote entertainment." Frank Sinatra. No, <laughs> no idea. Slight, good guess, but no. It was the University of Arizona and Grambling State marching bands. That, that was back when entertainment was pure. <laughs> there you, was just no, had, you had some was, fucking loser from high school who decided to play the trombone, and, and, said, and that's know, what you listened to. He said, "You know what? While we're all taking a water break, why don't you go out there and you go blast on those bass." Bass, brass instruments. But here's one that I thought was very uh, interesting. 1970, that Super Bowl. You want to take a guess at who that halftime entertainer was? You'll, if you guess this, I'll blow Tom Brady. Tom Brady. 1970. Uh, I don't fucking know. ACDC. Were they even around? <laughs> uh, no is the answer to that one. Carol Channing. I don't even know who the fuck that is. You, she, people do a lot of like impersonations of her. Carol Channing, she's got like a, she's a good singer, but she's very high pitched in the way she sings and just not what you would think of or associate football or Super Bowl with. And that one just caught me. She's like, yeah, just, it basically almost be like Dolly Parton doing Super Bowl now, pretty much would be the equivalent if that's even close. But um, anyway, so. I don't know. I think Room 5 will probably be a bust for halftime this year, but we'll see. Uh, and then also the commercials. you like the commercials or you hate the commercials? Uh, I like the commercials just because so, some of them are pretty funny. Some of them are stupid. But you always, I can always make a wise crack about it, so it's, it's something to watch. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it, it's entertaining. But there's also some really weird ones, I think, that they're just like, yeah, the, 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 this, it, this is the breakdown of NFL commercials. There's always one commercial that's really, you know, it's it's genuine in its humor, it's wholesome. There's always a commercial where there's some, it's something very sexual, some girl with her jugs 
jugs out, some GoDaddy.com bullshit. Oh, the bet. Oh, yeah. Or there's, you know, some political commercial. Did you say beer yet? Beer commercial? Beer commercial, of course. There's always a combination of those things in there. Yeah, and what's crazy is the ones that are like, what the hell was that? Is that, you know, if they're, what is, I don't even know what it is now, but it's got, it's at least a million or in the millions, plural, for a minute of airtime. And you put that shit out there, and, ah, it's, it's bad. But I, I don't know, it's, it's, I mean, I guess who am I to judge if it's... Like, I think... Was it last year or the year before? Was it the Dilly Dilly commercial for Bud Bud Light? Uh, Might have been last year. I think they like brought it in almost like right up to the Super Bowl and yeah, then they now, played now, it. Now they're milking the shit out of oh, it. Oh, well, that that's an example of one that just... Like, it just for how... Whatever reason, it just struck a chord and it obviously worked really well. And it was... That, that, that one worked. And so I guess... There's there's big payoffs to commercials like that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's millions of dollars worth, but we'll have to find out what happens. I think we can wrap this baby up, put a put a bow on it. So anyway, so if you've made it this far, this is the very first edition of the Doctor Roster podcast. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, we hope that we can make many more. Hopefully, we made you laugh. Hopefully, we didn't make you cry. Hopefully, we entertained you. And um, until next time, I'm Paul. And I'm Sam. Be good, y'all. All right.